hosting the Two Blokes Talking Tech. Proudly provided by Web Central. There is a lot going on in technology, as always. For the latest news and information about technology. It's fantastic to get these speeds on a mobile phone, isn't it? The speeds on this thing are amazing. Two blokes talking tech. Very nice, snappy performance. It's a good phone. Yeah, there's a few pros and cons with this. With Trevor Long from yourtechlife.com. Now, my advice to people who like this kind of service is... And Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au. I really like this new service. Gives you that flexibility to hear your music anywhere. Two blokes talking tech. Stephen and Trevor always providing the best advice. Lots to talk about on Two Blokes Talking Tech. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech. And thank you for listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. My name's Trevor Long from EFTM.com.au. This is Two Blokes Talking Tech, a global edition because my man Stephen Fennick from techguide.com.au is on the other side of the world in New York where he is now officially a scarf wearer. G'day, mate. <laughs> G'day, mate. How you doing? Very cold over I'm here. I'm pretty good, yeah. You got a bit of snow over there. Oh, uh, yeah, light dusting last night as I was walking back from dinner. I'm thinking, what is that? And I, I said, have... that realised it was snow. What but, about uh, you? Was, light... was it heavy enough? Was a it heavy light enough to sort of... dusting, God. <laughs> love love the terminology. No. You're over there because... Uh... <laughs> You're over there because there's a phone launch. I'm here because there's a phone launch, and we're going to bring you all of that news uh, across the show here on Two Blokes Talking Tech, episode 152. Thanks to our good friends at Netgear, netgear.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, the Mobile World Congress in Barcelona was, was a little while ago, a month or so ago, and that was where the Samsung Galaxy S5, their new flagship phone, was announced and, and put on show for the first time. But... I guess even though you have a a big global launch like that, you still need to have a local uh, conversation with the media and and key stakeholders and the like and talk about the local product because these phones are not really global products anymore. There's a a need to make them local. There's a a local launch date and local pricing that has to be discussed. And that happened this evening. Uh, We record on Wednesdays. That happened this evening here in in Sydney at the Museum of Contemporary Art and... uh, um, Arno from uh, from Samsung, the chief marketing officer, stood up on stage and introduced uh, the Samsung Galaxy S5 to the crowd, along with the Gear 2, the Gear 2 Neo, and, and the Samsung Galaxy Gear Fit, or whatever the heck they're calling it, their fitness brand. Um, Arno and Jenny Goodrich from their marketing department um, spent a lot of time talking about, you know, what is essentially, and we've talked about this before, Stephen, it's an evolution, not a revolution, but there's some big things in this product that, that really do make it stand out from what is just an aesthetic um, uh, adjustment. The, a couple of things I'll point out before um, before I get your thoughts. Um, obviously, the look is very similar. It's, it looks fine. It's nothing flashy. Uh, a dimpled back. Good luck to you. It's it's waterproof and dustproof. That's a big deal. That is a groundbreaking change for a flagship phone. It's not just a, a an, an active phone, or it's a, not just targeted somewhere. This is their flagship phone. It's waterproof. The battery is, uh, is, is very exciting because not only is it bigger and therefore more powerful, but they have this mode. And, and seeing this in the flesh um, really is mind-blowing, mate, because you get your battery down to, say, 10%. And this has happened to a lot of you. You're on a plane and you think, oh, I'm not going to have enough you know, life left to phone home, let alone phone a cab or whatever. So, Or you're at a meeting and that happens. You get to 10%. If you were to be at 10% and you switch to what they call ultra power saving mode, it's stunning, mate. The thing goes completely black and white. It has six icons on it for phone, text, internet, and a couple other things you can choose. And you will get 24 hours of battery life 
out of that 10%. Just on 10%? That's incredible. It's incredible. Well, and it's done well, because it, 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 they, they assume during that time you're really going to make calls and texts. You can still use the internet, but it just turns off everything in the background. And I think it's oh, a wow. great move. Yeah, that's good. That Well, you know, that's probably the number one complaint, isn't it, from smartphone oh, sure. users is the battery. So it's good to see that Samsung's addressing that. Actually, I'll talk about HTC's similar battery uh, application as well. But the, the the Samsung event, the Samsung announcement of a Galaxy S5 is an event in the, in the telecommunications industry. And judging by the number of emails I got last night from all the different carriers uh, and, and all the different, PayPal even sent one out to talk about the fingerprint reader that can now be used for your PayPal payments. Hmm. So this is a big deal. And Samsung are in that mode now where it's marketing mode. They're going to use their quite large large megaphone very huge marketing budget now to 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 advertise this device and it's going to be everywhere it's going to come out april 11 yep but um you just talking about the device itself though well i think we we discussed this in the previous shows but it, it look look wise it's it's very similar i do agree the waterproof thing the waterproof um feature is is that is that is groundbreaking and attractive to a lot of buyers but apart from that and the fingerprint reader, you're not getting much else, are you? Like the, the, the well, Galaxy S5, I think they're, 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 they're kind of falling under the same, the same hard judgment as Apple falls under. Unless they change the world, they're going to be deemed to, be, to, to not be a success. I think Gal- Samsung are at that point now where they're under the same kind of, of, uh, of judgment, the mm. same, same kind of criticism, don't you think? Oh, I, absolutely, and that's, that's why I think I wrote in my story, you know, we, we the public, we the media, everyone judges these companies so hard because we expect so much, but they've done a lot. Like, there's, there's a lot in this phone right now. I'll give you a couple of more examples. On the back next to the flash, there's an ultraviolet LED bloody thing. I don't know what it is, but you, you open up the health app and you press this button, you put your finger over that, and it takes your heart rate Okay, in real time, this thing shows your heart rate. Now, whether or not that's a gimmick or whether it's a fantastic feature for people who need to monitor that regularly, I don't know, but you know, people can judge that themselves. The, um, the, the camera technology is, is good, and it's always been good, good megapixel 16 and everything, but they've now got a half a second, less than half a second autofocus. That's a really big improvement. You know? And these yeah, are the no, things that you don't notice on the flesh, but it makes a big difference in using it. It, it does. It does sound good that they've they've listened to the customers. They've listened to their users. Um, the fitness the fitness move is obviously going to be a big one for them. They've got the wearables as well, the Galaxy Gear, the Gear Fit, and all all of those devices. So I think what they're what they're positioning this is a bit of a uh, it's a it's a a package deal mm. where uh, they're, they're hoping the customers not only buy the new smartphone but you know the 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 telco equivalent of would you like some fries with that with the the gear fit and package it up with with all these extras is something that i think they're going to push really hard i didn't know about that uh, ultraviolet uh, fingerprint reader that the pulse reader on the back mm. that's pretty cool it's but it's um, very cool and, uh, and this is the I interesting think, uh, thing mate there's so many little things that what will be a challenge for samsung is actually marketing enough of it to make it stand out. So two other things, yeah. two other things, right? You mentioned PayPal. Now, this is a big deal. You're on the phone, you're on a random website, and you're buying a, you know, a painting that your missus wants, and, and it says you want to pay by credit card or PayPal. You press PayPal, and then to, to do the transaction on PayPal, you use your fingerprint. And here's what's cool. The website doesn't have to do anything. So the websites don't need to change. It's all 
done by PayPal and Samsung, where your fingerprint becomes the transaction mechanism. Yeah, that's a big that's deal. Smart. Two billion dollars worth of mobile transactions were made last year. Although that's that's on smart move, and you, you look at you look at the partnerships that PayPal's just one, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot more that's going to take advantage of that fingerprint, the fingerprint technology, uh, as as they are with the the uh, Apple Apple's iPhone five right. S as well. So but, but, I think uh, it, it's 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 one of the features that that was the, that was kind of a worry because remember how they they were trying to produce enough of the fingerprint readers to make the deadline yeah. did you actually try it yourself did it work okay or? yeah it worked fine it worked fine okay. they're not going to release this thing on april 11 if it doesn't work that's for sure yeah of course but yeah. with the payment thing you've got paypal right and yeah apple's got iphone uh, they've got a, a fingerprint scanner but you can only use it for I, ios you know apple related purchasing yeah. to have paypal integrated is one thing then you've got nfc which as we've known commonwealth bank has worked with the samsung galaxy s4 before and this is going to work obviously again so you tap and go westpac's also come on board so westpac you can now you'll be able to make new and existing customers be able to use their samsung galaxy s5 to make tap and go payments at your local you know shop or whatever it is these little things are the things that will get them attention and here's one more thing which i reckon they'll struggle to communicate they'll struggle to market but it's actually very cool and and before i mention that they've completely changed the icon lineup on this thing you know in the settings it was all very boring and very androidy yeah. it's all very nice they've even changed things like gps isn't called gps anymore it's just called location it's tried to simplify it and make it more easy to understand. Yeah, I think we I think we noted that when when, when it was first announced. I think the Galaxy S four was just packed with all these extra feet. It was sort of there was a, like a burden on top of the Android operating system. Mm. It's good to hear that they've on the software side they've paired it back a bit. Obviously, KitKat Android's latest operating system is shining through here. Yeah. Uh, good to see that they've they've given it a bit of a design tweak because yeah. uh, that 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 uh, sounds sounds like I can't wait to see this. It sounds like a, a pretty decent device. So the last thing I'll mention is, uh, and as I say, I think a struggle to communicate, but a very cool. Um, a very cool feature is called Download Booster. Now, let me paint the picture here. You're at home and you've got, let's say, ADSL 2 and you're getting 5 or 8 megabit download speeds. Fantastic, but not brilliant. And you want to download something big and you want to download it fast. Uh, you've also got a 4G SIM card in your phone. You might be on Telstra or Vodafone and you've got, you're getting 20 or 30 meg 4G. You know, that's faster than your home, but you want to use your Wi-Fi because it's cheaper data. You turn on the Download Booster. And it uses both. So when you're downloading that file, it uses both the Wi-Fi and the 4G or 3G um, signal. And essentially, it just brings it down as quick as it can via both. And you're, you're not using all of your 4G because you're using some of your Wi-Fi. But likewise, you're getting the benefit of your 4G. Or the other way around, you might just use a little bit of extra 4G, but the primary download happens via the Wi-Fi. You don't need to know how or why it happens. It's just that little bit faster and that's bloody cool i just don't think they'll be able to communicate that to anyone with any sense and i think that's the challenge for them and 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 um but but it's a great little idea and it just shows how they're kind of thinking about you know the way people want to use their phones absolutely yeah well it sounds like and you're, you're right you know they, there is a lot of there's a challenge here because it seems like all the best features are under the hood yeah absolutely uh, show, showing a device that looks almost identical to the the previous year's device uh, is that that's going to give them a bit of a challenge, but 
judge from what you're saying that they've got they've got that ahead of them and I'm I'm going to I'm keen to hear what how they're going to do this and how they're going to communicate it obviously through people like you and me in our reviews but um the average mums and dads and average punter in the street uh, whether that gets across, uh, time will tell. And for those listening in regional and uh, rural areas, my information, Telstra is pretty confident that once it goes through their lab, it'll have a rural blue tick. That's a big deal. And interestingly also, Steve, this is an Australian phone. It's uh, it's a different phone for Australia than it is around the world because of a couple of things, including that antenna functionality that's going to get them the blue tick, they hope. And secondly, yeah. some of the NFC integration with the fingerprint the way the banks wanted to operate, it's it's specific for this country, so it's been customised. So, not to say that you shouldn't, uh, you, nothing will work if you get a grey import, but you can only really take advantage of every feature if you buy it here in Australia. So that's an yeah, interesting, well, interesting tactic. I, I noticed that Telstra have uh, uh, have said that the the Galaxy S five supports the seven hundred megahertz spectrum, which mm. is a big big deal for Telstra customers because that's what's going to form sort of the basis of their, their next their 4G network. So um, that's uh, another another point you made there. If you have the grey import, you not, might not be able to have that capability. So best to buy in Australia. Big stuff and lots to read about, lots to hear about, and we'll keep you in touch here on Two Blokes Talking Tech. Well, as you said, Trevor, I'm over here in New York in the Big Apple, uh, freezing the apps off my smartphone, let's just say. (laughs) But uh, (laughs) I'm here, though, for the HTC launch of their new flagship device, the HTC One M8. And I think M8 in Australia is going to be mate. It's going to be the mate phone. So, uh, but they had they had a big launch here. There was about 500 journos. Actually, it was was quite a big event, and. the Peter Chow, the HTC CEO, got up on stage and announced the device. And for those who haven't seen it yet, it's uh, I've written about it on Tech Guide, of course. And this is a, a it is a huge difference to the previous model from a year ago with the HTC One. This is quite a change that they've decided. You know what? We're not going to just tweak it a little bit. We're going to go for it. And, and and you can tell by the design that they've actually they've succeeded because it's got an all nearly all metal design and metal as you know is not the best material to use for a smartphone yet they've 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 built it in such a way where the antennas and the networks work faster than ever uh, but they've, what they've done apart from sort of giving it a premium look and feel that was sort of one complaint where other smartphones people used to complain they feel a bit too plastic and they, they don't give you that feeling of quality in your hand well I'll tell you what problem solved with the HTC it feels really it feels premium in your hand but apart from the look and design what is really impressive about the product is the some of the innovative features when it comes to uh, motion gestures. Uh, the camera has been reinvented on this phone. The camera on, a, on this smartphone will have people taking photos that they previously would have needed an SLR mm-hmm. and Photoshop uh, to edit and create. Uh, that's how impressive it is. The, the, it's got two lenses on the back, so it's got a duo camera. And that's not for 3D. People first... Pe- People's first thought was, oh, they're going to take 3D shots. Well, not really. What the two cameras achieve, the two lenses, is giving the the picture more depth information. So it knows what's in the foreground, what's in the middle, what's in the background, and then can play around with all these different editing effects, including 
refocusing the image after it's been taken, uh, being able to apply really cool uh, themes and effects, uh, and being able to actually edit the photo, so edit objects in the background, in the foreground, uh, like you would on Photoshop. It gives you that sort of capability. Um, the the gestures, the, the way you interact with the phone has also been changed as well. Uh, we How often do you hit the power button on your phone to unlock it? Then you've got to go through the steps. Even just to look at the time, there's so many people just click that button. We do it hundreds of times a day. Well, now with the HTC, it, depending on what direction of the screen you swipe when it's in sleep mode, takes you to the home screen, to their new Blink feed, to apps, to Google Now. It gives the it gives the user lots of options, but I've got to say this this is this is a shot across the bow. I think to Samsung and even to Apple. I think the the balls in Apple's court now. We won't see a new iPhone for months yet. Yeah. But if this sort of product is out in the market now by HTC Samsung's Galaxy S five, uh, boy, are there so many great choices for customers now? I um I just think that I look at this phone. I've had a good look at it. Um, it may, and this is the thing about these two phones side by side this week. Um, a HTC is hitting the market first on April, April the first ahead of Samsung on April 11. Uh, B the HTC one was the best phone last year and probably still is the best smartphone available. Uh, it just didn't get the, the support in the public. That it that it needed to to you know gain well, traction. Those marketing dollars, isn't it? See, it is. Samsung's got a big budget, mate. Yeah, that's right. And and I just think that this the mate, uh, but it's just the HTC One. The, the HTC One mate is is an absolute cracking looking phone. It's the, when you're spending eight hundred dollars, whether it's up front or over a plan and getting gypped, you know it's a big amount of money. And I want to feel quality. And with the greatest respect to Samsung. Their phones still don't feel quality. I, f- I hold my Samsung Galaxy S2, and I think that was a plasticky phone, but I still think it's a it's probably as good as what they've got now. They've they've got the leather back on the Note. They've got this dimpled back on on the Galaxy S5. You know, you hold the the Mate side by side, and you feel this is a this is a beautiful beautiful phone, which has great sound still and better sound this time than even last year. And they've done great work with Blink Feed, which is starting to gain some real traction, I think, mate. Don't you? Absolutely, yeah. Now the, uh, the the software updates, the Blink Feed, the Sense Six, which is their user interface, that's also been reinvented. It's a lot sleeker. Obviously, Android KitKat uh, underneath as well. But Blink Feed has been honed even more. Like Blink Feed, for those who don't know what it is aggregates all your social media into one into one space, your news. So you, you can tailor this feed of information that is is from all your friends and all the things that you're interested in on the on the news side and you can tweak it to give you you know, updates of even the most obscure subjects if you're interested in it mm. right there effortlessly without you having to go into various apps to to see the same sort of information. But uh, the the at the announcement yesterday it, it, it felt very much the, the keynote felt very much like an Apple keynote. They were sort of had these really close-up videos and talking about how design and beauty and being able to fit into your life. It, it felt very Apple-esque the way they presented it, and for good reason because the the, the look of the product uh, and, and this approach to it is what I think is going to get people's attention. Fair enough, all those fancy features on the Galaxy S5, on the on this HTC One Mate as well. For us tech heads, that, that's terrific and we get it. 
but I think it's the look of this product that's going to attract people as well. I, I, I got my phone at the at the launch yesterday, and I initially bought a T-Mobile SIM card that was a it was a micro SIM. Mm. But I found out on the on the uh, when I got the HTC One Mate that it takes a nano SIM like the iPhone Five. So oh. I've walked into a T-Mobile store uh, here in, on Thirty Fourth Street. And I said, mate, I'm after a. I've already got an existing sim. I, I need, I need a nano sim. Do you mind? Can you, can you just switch one over? He goes, yeah, no problem. And I said, I, I, I said, I've got the new one, mate. He goes, oh, I've heard about this. And he got it in his hand, and it was like he had the holy grail in his hand. He mate. said, oh, I've heard so much about it. It's beautiful. Look at this. He was, he couldn't believe it that he was seeing it already. So it's that kind of reaction, I think, that that customers are gonna, that HCC are obviously hoping customers have when it, when other people, when it's sort of the word of mouth and people see it. Uh, it's like an Apple product. When you get it in your hand, you think, "Wow, this is really cool." This is going to kind of have the same effect. I think that's the you know that's mission accomplished if that's the case for HCC because that's what they were going for. And just quickly, it's got a uh, expandable uh, micro SD slot, doesn't it? It certainly does. Yeah, you you need a pin to eject the uh, micro SIM tray as you do the SIM card tray on the other side. So yes, it does. Although it may confuse some users, I reckon there'll be some users who put the SIM card in the micro yeah. SD card tray and wonder what. What the hell? What's why is my phone working? But yeah. uh, you can see the shape of the micro SD card in the tray. But I think there'll be a few, couple of young players may out there might make a little mistake. But uh, look, this is uh, and the date you mentioned, April one. The only time, the only date, uh, the time frame we were given here was that before the end of April. But I think that they are going to try getting ahead of Samsung, uh, ahead of them on April 11. So uh, hoping, hopefully, early April is when we do get the HCC One Mate in Australia. But uh, in the meantime, if you want to see it, I've done a story. I've also done a hands-on of the M8 as well on Tech Guide. Mate, uh, Optus, Vodafone, and Telstra have all announced that uh, shipping will be April 1, uh, and and that's whether or not. I mean, that may be extremely limited first run. Um, and maybe that's what they've got. They've got a small run of them. But if you pre-order now um, with all of those carriers, you better get there. And just quickly on price, we should mention, um, you know, they're talking an outright price of, I think, $840 at Telstra. Um, Optus have the HC Mate uh, at $58 a month on their $35 plan with the repayment thrown in. That's the cheapest. And you can get it on a um, $72 plan with a uh, with a $12 handset payment. So basically, 84 bucks gets you 1.5 gig of data and uh, HTC One Mate. Vodafone have their uh, their $75, which is um, the $65 red plan plus $10. So 75 bucks gets you the Mate with 1.5 gig of data. That's pretty cool. And Telstra have their $82 um, uh, plan, which is $70 plus of handset repayment, all that kind of jazz, with uh, 1.5 gig of data. So, you know, you're looking at basically $70 to $80 on a 1.5 gig of data plan, which is not bad. The um, the quickly, because we didn't really mention the plans, but the Samsung Galaxy S5 pricing, um, again, very similar across the carriers, but Vodafone have done double data if you sign up and get a Samsung Galaxy S5 through them. So you're getting up wow. to 10 gig of data a month with Vodafone. Vodafone's 10 gig plan is going to cost you $100 a month over 24 months. So that's actually not bad. It's pretty um, good. Yeah, 100 bucks a month. 
One other thing I'd like to add, um, at, at the end of the HTC presentation yesterday, the, the boss of HTC America got up on stage and kind of had a bit of a dig at, at Samsung. He said, you know, as you can see, the design of this device is pretty high quality. And he goes, we, we, didn't, just, we didn't just put dimples on the back and, and set a massive marketing budget. Obviously, a shot at Samsung there. Uh, so uh, that was interesting. But Peter Chow, actually, during our – he had one press conference for the Chinese press, of course, you know, which went for an hour and a half. But then mm. us, uh, uh, the rest of us had a, a little sit-in with him as well and one of the questions was why didn't they make it waterproof and why didn't they have a, a fingerprint reader which I thought was a, was a f- uh, interesting question hmm. and his answer was sort of basically dismissing uh, on the waterproof side he said look you know that that's okay uh, yeah, but he, he so he kind of called it a gimmick as he, as he did the, sa- the same kind of description for the fingerprint reader he said look we went for quality not for gimmicks so I think that was an interesting response from uh, from Peter Chow, boss of HTC. So um, you know it uh, it's gonna the line the battle, battle lines have been drawn here. It's interesting to see who is gonna win in the long run. And uh, that's big stuff. It's a big month for smartphones coming up. Uh, the Samsung Galaxy S five uh, and the HTC One. Mate Stephen is in New York with HTC and has written about it with some hands on photos there at techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech with Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. And it's all thanks to the good people at Netgear, netgear.com.au. And if you want the fastest Wi-Fi for gaming, streaming, and mobile, then uh, the Netgear Nighthawk is the router for you. Built with gaming, streaming, and mobile devices in mind, this is next-generation gigabit Wi-Fi router, and it delivers the fastest Wi-Fi currently available. No matter where you where you Wi-Fi, uh, Nighthawk has you covered with Beamforming Plus. So it actually directs the signal to your device in the home, which gives you that little bit of extra range and has these great looking, frankly, but uh, awesomely useful high-powered antennas and amplifiers that, um, that really do give you that, um, that power. And inside, under the, under the hood, a powerful dual-core 1 gigahertz processor. So you're talking about lag-free gaming. You want to look at the Nighthawk. Available at JB Hi-Fi, Bingley, and um, other such retailers. You're looking at about $320, and it is running off the stores. If you want to check it out, go to netgear.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Now, mate, we, um, we, we, we've spent a lot of time talking about those two great phones because it is the biggest news, and people would appreciate that we spend a lot of time, whole episodes, talking about Apple products when they come out. And so these, these phones, these devices will, um, will feature heavily in, in our uh, coverage over the weeks ahead. But a um, little bit of time quickly before we go to your minute reviews, which I want to get to for sure, we might just quickly mention two quick stories. The first one from me, um, the Jawbone Up 24 is now available worldwide, of course, that includes Australia. Now, the Up24 is the replacement or the, or the new version of the uh, Jawbone Up Fitness Tracker, which Stephen and I have both used extensively. I actually bought the Up24 before CES uh, when I arrived in, in America because my Up was broken. Uh, this is a Bluetooth-connected fitness band. It is everything the Jawbone Up was plus wireless simplicity. Uh, it has a seven-day battery life down from 10 on the original Up and uh, it's so simple to use because you don't have to plug it in ever. You can just go days without worrying about plugging it in and charging it. And it can give you real-time tracking. So during the day, yeah. it'll actually tell you that you've achieved your goal or that you're not there. Um, you know, sleep tracking is the same. It's a fantastic device. It's $179, so a little bit more expensive than the original was. But with the Aussie dollar going down, that's, that's still a pretty fair price, I would have thought. And, mate, I mean, it's... um. 
It's a really important year for Jawbone because they've got to get this product reliable and uh, hopefully it'll do well for them. Absolutely, yeah. I'll be making very good use of it here in New York. Or, or every every couple of hours, I get an update. I've reached 150% of my goal. I've reached 200% of my goal. So having these push notifications uh, without having to go to the trouble of plugging it in uh, into the smartphone uh, is really helpful because if you haven't reached your goal, you're not going to know. With the old version, you're not going to know you haven't reached your goal until you plug it in. Mm-hmm. Now, with with this new one, with, with the Jawbone Up 24, you can have a setting that, that gives you a notification at 4.30 so that if you haven't reached your step goal, there's still time to get the running shoes on and get out and do do the rest of the steps, which I think is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the, the app's been uh, updated as well. That's one of my favorite things about the Jawbone is the app. It's a really cool-looking app. app yeah. It's it's a, it's a, it integrates really well with the device. I like the fact now they've also added a uh, up coffee app, so it tells you how much coffee you've been drinking. Because what one thing that Jawbone notices, one of the most entered uh, foods or drinks uh, into the calorie counter was coffee. Mm. So they thought, let's make a separate up coffee app that can monitor your coffee intake and then sort of tell you how it will affect your sleep patterns. So if you've had a coffee, it, it, it can tell you, judging by your sleep patterns and your intake, whether you're still wired or if you're ready for sleep. So uh, heavy coffee drinkers, this can keep track of your caffeine intake as well. Check out the Jawbone up on uh, both our websites, techguide.com.au and eftm.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, it appears that uh, Mr. Zuckerberg has got the checkbook out again, Trevor. It's a good checkbook too. Yeah, this time out, he's uh, he's written a check for $2 billion for Oculus, which is a virtual reality company. Uh, at CES, they were pretty big. Did you see them at CES? They had a big stand there. Oh, I, big stand. I, I a... didn't because I've actually got one. I've um, uh, We bought one at work uh, just to muck around with. So I've played with it a fair bit, and it is a stunning device. It's a large um, headset that you put on covers your, your, your eyes, obviously, but a whole uh, heap of your, yeah. your head as well and gives you a, a three-dimensional virtual world experience. Ooh. Virtual reality was big 20 years ago. Remember when sort of it was yeah. all in the movies yeah. and it was – Beyond it was, 2000, it was the you next, do it all the time. Yeah, it, it was the next big thing, but the, the technology wasn't quite there to take it to the next step. Well, guess what? The technology is here now, and companies like Oculus are offering this virtual reality uh, experience. It's obviously going to be great for gaming, uh, possibly even for movies. So re- it's a real entertainment play. Which is why I was I was surprised to hear that Facebook of all people wanted to buy the company. I know they'll probably make a profit on the on the entertainment side and all those applications. But Mark Zuckerberg says there's a social application to this device as well. Like his approach is that if you're going to share photos, videos, and, and things on Facebook, then why not take that experience to the next level? Uh, so his vision, I think, is that we're one day going to share experiences, not just photos and videos. I think it's a load of crap. Um, <laughs> and I think what actually is happening here is he's trying to find a way of just dulling the, the conversation about acquisitions like this. Um, uh, a mate of our, Seamus Byrne, who works is the editor for um, CNET, uh, tweeted earlier today, and I think this was absolutely wise in terms of thinking. We need to think less about Facebook as uh, as a Google competitor in terms of buying companies that might you know enhance what they do. We need to think of Facebook as a, a company more like General Electric. Remember GE still around, and what they, they they are in companies they are in 
we, businesses that you just wouldn't expect have nothing to do with what was originally a consumer <laughs> electronics company. It's simply smart business to own companies that can oh, make money. And so, uh, as essentially, I said, I, I agree. I, I, I think on 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 the entertainment, like this is going to be a technology that's going to be become more affordable, and it might and have nothing to better. do with Facebook. It might Absolutely. just simply be. Uh, a great it's going to make money. Yeah. Absolutely right. Now, I, I said that earlier. I think that that uh, they, they're expanding their portfolio, and the yeah. portfolio doesn't have to have a way to, to be included in social media. It's very, very interesting, and it just shows the depth of that bloody checkbook. Imagine if he really does have a checkbook, man, like that. Just write two billion dollars. Yeah. You wouldn't want to put an extra zero accidentally. You probably wouldn't notice anyway. Um, yeah. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. Now, we're running out of time, so I want to get straight into the minute reviews here, Stephen. Um, and the first product is really cool because you're you're physically testing it live during the podcast here because without that product that you're about to mention, uh, and it does come from our sponsor, but unrelated, it, you wouldn't be doing the podcast the way we currently are. Absolutely right. Yes, I'm talking about the Netgear Trek N300 travel router. Now, this is a device that looks like a cha- looks like an oversized charger, but what it does when you when you're travelling or even even with, with, on your day to day journeys, this becomes a Wi-Fi hotspot. So you can actually extend a Wi-Fi network if you if you're in a cafe, you can you can actually have a protected firewall around your connection. But here in uh, in my hotel room, what I've done is that I've actually used the hotel room connection and created my own wireless network for my other devices. So rather than me having to pay individual connections for all my devices, or if I've got a wired-only connection without a wireless network, it solves both of those problems. So I can now have a wireless network, can roam anywhere around my room here, being connected to this device. But it's not just that. It can also uh, create an access point. So if you might want to turn a router into, you, you use this as a, as a, a, mo, a router for your, your modem. Uh, you can also use it as a range extender at home or in an office. But it's also a charger. There's a USB port on the bottom. I'm actually charging my smartphone right now through the bottom port. Uh, so this is, uh, I've described in my story on Tech Guide, is kind of a Swiss Army knife type product. It does all these things. Uh, and, and if you're a traveler, if you're a fre- frequent user of, of devices on the go, this is an essential product. It's priced at $79 and available now. Crazy good price for a product like that. Check it out at techguide.com.au. And something that I am really getting hot for, frankly, these bloody soundbars, they really do change your viewing experience. Absolutely. Well, Denon have now jumped in on the space. They're a very well-respected audio brand. They've jumped in with a DHT-S514 soundbar with wireless subwoofer. Now, we all know TVs are thinner, sleeker, uh, but the downside of that is that the sound is actually suffers. The speakers just don't have enough space to, to sound as good as they can sound. In, in comes the soundbar market has boomed as a result, and Denon are in on that action now. The DHT-S514 
really sounds remarkable. I've got a review on Tech Guide. Uh, you, you, you won't realise the, the, the sound that your TV is capable of producing until you hear uh, this, uh, this Den and Soundbar. It creates a virtual surround sound experience, and with that wireless-powered subwoofer, really adds a bit of kick to it as well. Uh, it's also a Bluetooth streaming device, so you can use it to play your music even without the TV on as well. Uh, it's The soundbar can be sat under the TV on a, on a, uh, on a uh, table, a desktop, a benchtop, or you can mount it on the wall. If your TV is on the wall, you can also mount it on the wall as well. Uh, altogether, a pretty reasonable package, $999, which I think for those who want to create that virtual surround sound experience with A, not a huge budget, and B, not having to put speakers everywhere, this is an excellent solution. Check it out. I've reviewed it at techguide.com.au. Two Blokes Talking Tech. You're listening to Two Blokes Talking Tech. With Trevor Long and Stephen Fennick. Well, that's a wrap. Oh, jeez, I'm exhausted and you've only just woken up, <laughs> hey? Well, you've got to go to bed and I've just got up. So How good that, is it? That's, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, great. <laughs> <laughs> you've done well, mate. Uh, thank you for getting up so early in the morning and uh, in New York. And uh, in fact... I don't care. You're in bloody New York. You can get up early if, if for all I care. Uh, but uh, I'll, I'll get my scarf on, mate. Just yeah, hang on go get your scarf, scarf on. on. He's debut. I'm gonna I'm gonna get in touch with Joe. Uh, she's she's gonna be amazed that you've you've got a scarf, mate. I hope you sent her a photo. She would have thought, "Who's that bloke? Who's that?" She, she can't believe it. Yeah. <laughs> all right, two blokes talking scarves and smartphones. Uh, Stephen Fennick, uh, all his stuff, uh, including heaps from the HTC launch over in New York, is at techguide.com.au. You can follow him on Twitter at Stephen Fennick with a PH. And uh, all my gibberings and rantings, including Jawbone and, uh, and Samsung stuff, up today at eftm.com.au. You can follow me on Twitter at Trevor Long. And you can find us both at twoblokestalkingtech.com. That'll take you to our Facebook page where you can get the show each and every week. Thank you, Stephen. We'll talk to you next week. No worries, mate. See you next week.